Hello, and welcome back to the second exciting episode of Superhuman Samurai Cyberpod. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. And today we are watching the second episode of SSSS Dynazenon. What's your reason for fighting? I guess all these episodes are going to be questions. Uh, it does seem that way. They do like... I mean, I guess when you have something that's like a 10 episode or a 12 episode series, then it's not too hard to have like nice, tidy themed episode titles. So I like that. Yeah. It, it's better than like the, the Unicron trilogy when like each one, like the first one had like one word titles, two word titles, and then three word titles for the third series. And it's yeah. just got yeah. Improz and Inferno. Yeah. yeah. Or the episode Jungle where they're just in a forest. God. Uh, but clearly, Man. they should just do uh, do it like friends, and it's just you know, the, it's it's the one with uh, etc. Yes. <laughs> Wait, actually, do they all end in Nani? Oh, I guess Nani? they're all Nani. Nani. Is that? Uh, I assume that's because they're asking the giant uh, disembodied pair of legs what uh, what's going on. <laughs> Well, no, it's what, which in Japanese comes at the end of a sentence. I see. Which is fun, because Japanese grammar is weird. I don't know a lot, but I do know one of the fun things is you can have a nice normal sentence, and then you stick nani at the end of it to turn into a question. Ah, so Also, just if you think about like how often in, especially like action shows or whatever, you're going to have characters who are just like, what? So when it's not in the context of being a language you necessarily recognize easily, it really stands out when everybody's just constantly like, Nani? Well, especially if you go back to watch Fist of the North Star or something, you go, Oh my, what mom, Shinderu. Nani? <laughs> Which immediately is two characters talking to each other. You're already dead. What? Oh, I am. Now, of course, I, I don't know what everybody else did. I watched the dubbed version of this, so they uh, they translated the title into its English equivalent, which was War, What Is It Good For? <laughs> did they? Did they really? They did not. I did watch the dub, too, because, well, for some reason, it was the first option that it gave me. But it's also like, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a shot. I just watched it. Be- I just watched the dub because I'm a Philistine. I watched the sub because I should have probably checked to see if there was a dub yet. I guess I was not assuming there was one yet. Uh, I will well, probably no, continue watching the sub because I find that when I start... Like, I don't have super strong feelings about dubs versus subs, but if I start a series with one, I it, it seems it feels really weird to switch. Yeah, that is kind of the way. Well, well the thing is that well, over the past... Well, actually, it's probably a decade at this point. Like, fans... No, not fan subbing. Subbing, official license subbing online, is so fast. It happens within the same yeah. day. So, inertia, Whereas I guess... dubbing I got takes used to, a little longer. Uh, kind of yes and no. It, it, I got used to, like, watching everything subbed for a while. But now, well, at least Funimation, and I think Crunchyroll does it sometimes, too. Within the same week, the dub comes out, because they're uh-huh. getting the scripts Whoa. really quick. And, and it's kind of surprising, like... I don't know if this show was done at the same time. Some some Funimation stuff they do do that week to week. I do. Uh, I do remember when they 
put out the uh, the Sailor Moon Crystal subs really super fast, and they were just like not good. And there's I I do have a that screen cut screen cap of Professor Tomoe. We're just talking about how he has the best brain. <laughs> well, one, they're doing it fast. Two, they may be rushing. Three, yeah. uh, the translators aren't paid a lot. Yeah, I'm sure with Sailor Moon Crystal, especially, like, a lot, even, that was definitely one of those series where they went and, like, did a second pass on the animation before the DVD release. Oh, yeah, uh, I think it, it, it was been a rush really... job on all accounts. Yeah, it was it was a rush job on on all accounts. Uh so yeah, I have been watching uh the sub because I don't I I'm, I'm honestly I'm becoming one of those people who will just watch shows in English subtitled. Uh and and actually I brought up at the end of the last episode that I was uh watching Kingdom uh on a friend's account. Uh, because he got early access to it and we were doing a big, uh, a big group round table on it. Uh, and the next person who came in to watch it was like, I see you turn subtitles on. <laughs> I was like, I sure did. Uh, so yeah, watching it subbed is the only problem that I have with subs is that it does distract a little bit from paying attention to all the sweet visuals going yeah. on. It messes with action things, which is another reason. The more action the show is, the more likely I might be to watch it in English. Which maybe I'll watch for the rest of the series, or I'll, prob- I'll probably just alternate between episodes or however I feel like at the time. All right, I had to find that screenshot. This is Professor Tomoe was expelled from academic world, even though he has the best brain. Uh, so, uh, and that was like you know, the second season or so. So that was, like, really... They're really just shitting them out at that point. <laughs> so how is the dub? Is it, like... I thought it was pretty good. Are the voices good? Yeah, it was pretty yeah. good. Okay. I mean, I have very little experience with anime dubbing or anime period, but I thought it was pretty good. I mean, nobody's voice stood out to me, but again, I haven't watched dubs a lot lately. There, there was a line that I'd be curious about the Japanese translation of because it made me laugh a lot. <laughs> but it was meant to. Ah. Well, yeah, well, oh, well, well, that's another discussion. It's like, how do you translate things that need to be translated, especially puns and shit? Well, obviously, you just uh, mm-hmm. use the Japanese word, and then you have a little subtitle that says what the Japanese word means. <laughs> uh, I, Kikaku means plan. Precisely. Okay, that that's a garbage <laughs> incident. Sometimes there's words that, like, get said a lot. It's where it kind of makes sense to me in... Like Nakama in One Piece. I mean, it means, like, best friend or something. So I have no, a... I mean, you use something like sensei or something, you know, that's... Well, oh, well, the problem with sensei is it means, like, five different things. Oh, okay. It can mean teacher, doctor, someone superior knowledge. Like, it's a very context-heavy word. I did, uh, I, I actually currently have uh, Funimation Premium because I'm going back and, uh, Watching Magic Knight Ray Earth properly because, of course, back yeah. when it was new, that was the kind of thing where it was like twenty five dollars for two episodes on VHS. Uh, oh. So I I like the series a lot. I played the Sega Saturn game, uh, which was the last Sega Saturn game to be released in the U.S. Ooh. 
Uh, oh. And they got a special stipulation to continue working on it, even though it should have been canceled because they lost a bunch of the code from the Japanese version at one point and they had to rebuild it. And they were halfway through rebuilding it for the U.S. release when they canceled all upcoming, say, you know, all production of Sega Saturn games. And they were like, please, please just let us let us finish this. And Sega was like, OK, fine. Uh, so I had that. Uh, but the, uh, the fun thing about watching, so that was something that was dubbed in like the late nineties. Uh, and just out of nowhere, for instance, I encountered Canada's best Southern accent, Lenore Zahn. <laughs> I can't touch you, Remy. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just watching it and one of the villain, who's of course a sexy lady. Uh, oh, is just suddenly is is rogue, and I'm like, yay! It's her. That's a it's federal politician. Best southern accent. Uh, Lenore's yes. on everybody. Yes. What? It's like it's a clamp show. D- do they draw anyone who isn't a sexy lady? I mean, they draw sexy guys. <laughs> yes. Occasionally, they draw like children. Occasionally, <laughs> they draw kind of sexy children, which is sort of dubious, but. Okay, uh, but uh, but yeah, everybody there is is fairly sexy, and I feel like that's one of the things that you just get a pass on if you are a woman is you are allowed to draw the sexy ladies uh-huh. uh, because they are an all women studio. Uh, but yes, so it is fun watching like older dubs when you know you knew all the voice actors in rotation at the time. Uh, newer ones, I definitely don't know who anyone is anymore, except I guess Tony Oliver is doing a lot of stuff again. Mm-hmm. Oh, sometimes uh, old voice actors come back every once in a while for things. Rick Hunter is not doing... I don't think he did a lot in the 90s, and then he showed, then he showed up again, speaking of Clamp, in the dub of Chobits. Hmm. So, so yeah, I feel it actually makes me feel super old and out of the loop now because I don't recognize any of the dub voice actors and I used to recognize like all of them. Yeah. So I'm just going to watch the subs where I just don't recognize any of the voice actors anyway. Alright, so we open with basically the end of the previous episode, only from our hero Yomogi's perspective, where he's just terrified being in this huge-ass robot that's sort of moving around and combining with other robots and fighting a big monster. Oh, yeah, while it's transforming scary. around, it's yes. really cool. So, David, huh? yes. you know a lot about anime and tokusatsu. Um, more than you do, yes. Is there a specific term for a big piloted combiner, like multi-pilot combiner robot? It's a robot? Okay, here's the thing. In Sentai, <laughs> you know the giant robots? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They're just robots. Okay. It wasn't until Power Rangers that they started being called Zords... Which Japan started using because, hey, we don't have a specific word for our kind of robots. Ah. Let's call them Zords. Okay. So there's not a... Because I feel like that's a 
it's something that's like a a distinct thing enough, like a distinct mm. kind of robot. That you know, we have Mecha is generally understood as like a non sentient single pilot giant robot, a, a Voltron type. Yeah, I, I don't think there's well, a Voltron a type would be a multi pilot. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's a multi pilot, multi combiner. I don't think there is. And is you don't like usually. You don't usually use mecha that I'm aware of for a multi-pilot, multi-unit combiner. Well, okay, let's go to Dragon Ball Z. Androids oh, no. 18 and 19, or 17 and 18, are the best. androids, but they're actually cyborgs. Oh. They're called yeah. androids, but they're cyborgs. And also, like, um, no, 16 is a pure robot. Although he's modeled after Dr. I Giro, love 16. Or, um, the doctor's uh, son. 16 is a good boy. Or at least, but that's like a retcon that's happened afterwards. So, ah. like, the Android series, there's androids, there's cyborgs, there's pure robots. It is, I don't, Japan doesn't seem to care, or at least in some of the things I've seen. It's just a robot. It did kind of remind like me of the the thing that we were talking about with Zone about how in the Transformers anime stuff there and in the manga too. Now that we have that translated, uh, it's always very like they make a point of saying that these are distinct from the piloted non sentient robots that you yeah. encounter in other fiction, mm-hmm. uh, and how that wasn't something that had to be clarified as much in American Transformer stuff because you don't encounter as many yeah, because, no, um, you know, non-sentient piloted oh, robots. Shoot, what a, what would have been the first sentient robot? Well, other than Astro Boy, who was like yeah. the first robot, but... I mean, like a sentient robot who doesn't look like just a person. Right, oh, who's ooh, like a robot. Yeah. Bonus points if they're giant. Well, probably would have been other robots in Astro Boy, like uh, uh, is Gigantor positive? Well, yeah, I guess there was this. Yes. No, oh. it's, remote, well, it's remote control by a little boy. Yes. So sort of Gigantor, the space age robot fighting for your for command. the distinctions that we're discussing. He he right. would count as piloted, but it is technically remote control. Yeah. Tatsujin twenty eight. <laughs> No, the the, the, the minutiae categorization oh. is more of a Western thing. Okay, so I guess that's the thing. Because it does, it's like, you have all the, the Voltron, you have all the tokusatsu ones. Uh, I mean, I've been, again, on my Toonami Aftermath bullshit, uh, and they've been showing Gal Gygar, and I've been making a point to take my lunch break when they're showing Gal Gygar so I can watch <laughs> Gal Gygar. Uh yeah, no, in, in Japan, it's like more, it, it's a super robot, it's a robot, it's a sentai robot. Okay. Maybe that would be a sentai robot, like then. Yeah, it does, of course, follow the, well, Gal Gygar is... Well, no, not Gal Gygar, kind. because Gal Gygar has multi, is multi-part, but single pilot. Though the oh. parts are sometimes sentient. Because, yeah, the, the lion is sentient, yeah. and, well, Genesic Gal Gygar, the other so parts are sentient. So that's a, a whole sentient. thing. Yeah, it gets confusing. It's like, eh, who cares about this? Just yes. Anyway. So they, anyway, uh, episode. <laughs> Sorry, because this really made me think of that, of whether that was like 
there was a, a specific term for that or if, or not. If there is other than just Mecca, I, I, I don't Because know. basically, <laughs> the way it ended up in my notes is that being in a giant Zord is scary because Zord was the only... I mean, honestly, Zord's a perfectly fine word these days. I guess if, if Japan has accepted it, then then yes. Multi-transforming, combining robot component being Zord. in a giant Zord is scary. Anyway. That's the the point of the beginning of this episode. It's scary. Yes. It's oh, terrifying. Also we have we have an opening animation. Yeah. There. We have opening credits. Yes. Uh full of characters we don't know yet. Yes. yes. Oh, it's pretty great. It's really good. I was thinking, boy, I, I would have remembered those dumb haircuts if I'd seen them before. Those must be new. <laughs> I halfway have one of those dumb haircuts. I, did we have a shot of them in the first episode? I can't remember. No, I guess not. Anyway, so, uh, so yeah, the, the events of the previous, uh, episode happen. They defeat this monster. Um, this cousin is right by, and I'm still not going, understanding what she's, she steps on like a weird marble or something. Yeah, it, she steps on a shiny thing she finds and she picks it up. Gee, I wonder if that will be important later. I assume it's so. It's not round enough to be a marble, because remember in the first episode, I thought maybe this was a, a callback to uh, Caliber and his Ramane mm. marbles. But it's not round, but it is... No, it, it's, it's, it's more... Yeah, it's like it's an round, irregular piece of glass. It, it's like a chunk of glass that was in a river that yeah. just polished. Mm. So it's still lumpy. Anyway, so they, so they, they debigulate their... Uh, their their machines into toy sized uh, devices. They're so yes. collect them now, like, kids. There's there these little sounds that they the like little plastic clinking sounds when they're handling them, and they're just very oh, yes. good at capturing the visceral toyness of of these vehicles that they <laughs> shrink down into. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, every, everybody sort of introduces themselves, and everybody's fairly blasé about the insane events that just well, happened. Immediately, Galma is demanding that Minami apologize to Yamogi. Just as soon and as it, this fight is over, he's back to like you apologize to him. I don't know if you guys have seen. Uh, I think you should leave the the Netflix sketch show. I have not, but he is very much a Tim Robinson. I think you should leave character. <laughs> like he he is getting that waiter, and he's convincing him to tell him that there is a he's convincing that waiter to tell his date there is a rule that you must share the nachos. <laughs> <laughs> He is yeah. the man in the hot dog suit saying that uh, we're all trying to find the guy who did this. <laughs> but I just, they have this huge fight, and as, the second it's over, he's immediately back on, like, his aggressive, defensive Yamogi. Yeah, and, and Yamogi's all, yeah, but this maybe isn't the time. Like, I don't know, maybe I just have to, uh, I don't know, decompress and think about what the hell just happened. So yeah, they, they, they split up, but they are gonna have to, er, well, and the, and Galma says that, oh, this must be the work of the kaiju eugenicists. Yikes! Yeah, okay, that's, what, I, I, I almost spit out my milkshake. 
Like, okay, that, that's a title for a group. Yeah. I mean, A, if I was in charge of the group, I would call them the Kaiju Genesists. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe maybe, it, maybe it, it's more of a pun in Japanese or something. I don't know. <laughs> but I guess they're trying to, like, commit eugenics by killing people with giant monsters? I mean, I would... My assumption at that name would be that it was a kaiju breeding program, basically. Mm. Like, selective breeding. And maybe I will be proven wrong. Uh, But that's my my theory, just based on the name of the group, is that they're some kind of uh, breeding program. Maybe not in the traditional making them have sex sense, but... Oh, because I was going to say, that implies the existence of, like, some sort of weird monster sex island. I was thinking of them more in the, like, Pokemon sense, but one can also make lots of worrying comparisons to, to Pokemon and the daycare center. You know, it's, it's like the zoo trying to get their pandas to have sex, yes. except it, uh, the pandas are, uh, you know, the size of a building and they breathe radioactive fire. Yes. And who knows what's coming out of their other parts. Yeah, not so much. Yeah, not like literal breeding, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to need a turkey baster the size of a bus. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, we we will... We have yet to see what exactly is meant by that title, but that's the what came to mind for me, is that they're, like, engineering them in some way. Ooh. Yeah, they they split up, and they are going to have to. Uh, they're going to have to come back for kaiju training. Yes. And yeah, we're uh, we're going back. Uh, oh, we're going back uh, to. Oh, mm-hmm. Rewind for a second. Back when we're talking about the toys. I mean, part of the reason that they may have extra toy sounds in there is because, well, the director of this Akira Amemiya, who directed the Gridman, um, or SSSS Gridman. The, also designs robot toys, specifically some Transformers model kits that are coming out. Oh, that's right. Dude, mm. you know, the, 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 did he? Oh no, I don't think he did the, the rod of us that lacks the sexy butt. <laughs> I would assume <laughs> some of the that kits. the person who did SSSS.Gridman is a big fan of toys and appreciates yes. the, like, sounds that you get from you know, the, the whole, like, experience of them, so. Yeah, the the, the ASMR of, of clicking joints. Yes. Okay. yes. And another thing, while everybody else is holding their toys, Chisei is standing there with her hands empty, staring at her I empty know, hands. that was so sad. I hope I she get gets things to do later, because she's very well, enthusiastic. The, the opening seems to imply, maybe. Yeah, I saw that. Definitely. She, she's got big uh, sixth ranger energy. Yes. Mm. Oh, she's going to be the Green or, Ranger. Guess, like, f- or the, fourth or however many you got. Or the White point. Ranger. Fair. Yes. Anyway, so yeah, and then they just go back to school, and, you know, school is slightly delayed because of Kaiju Attack, but everybody's very <clears throat> unfazed by the fact that a giant monster just fought a giant robot downtown. Like, I, I would need some time off to just think about this. Now, as this is, and it's sort of... Like, this city is closed for business. When they're going their separate ways at the end, uh, Galma is, of course, 
you know, Minami's whole thing is that she's super flaky. Uh, and so Galma, of course, is like focusing on making sure she shows up for training, though as we'll soon find out, she's not the one who's the problem. And that did just yes. get me off on this, you know, being, being, having my history in the Transformers fandom. Uh, just like, what if your combiner limb is just unreliable? Like, you've got <laughs> the leg just doesn't show up. <laughs> That's, it's a problem. And I mean, as we will see the way that this uh, particular combiner works, that that can be worked around. But it did sort yes. of remind me of uh, the part in the, uh, the ultimate weapon. I was thinking that, that yeah, there's that where where Defensor can't do anything because first aid is off, like having a. <laughs> midlife crisis. Just finding myself. But there's also a part in, I think it's Aerial Assault, the giant purple griffin episode, where Mm -hmm. Fireflight is just not there for a few minutes because as far as I can tell, they needed to pad out the episode to not have (laughs) Superion Transform combined yet. And he just shows up again, and they're like, oh, there he is. And on one hand, like... They don't ex- they don't take the time to explain where he went. <laughs> like he just wasn't there and then he showed up and now we can combine. But on the other hand, if if you care about the aerial bots as much as I do, you realize that is actually entirely in character and he got distracted by a shiny object and and now he's there. This uh, this is why you should keep an ambulon corpse on hand. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he needed- oh my god, when I realized what his name was actually a play on, that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it's, oh, James Robinson, your puns. Anyway, uh, one of the, the characters in the classroom that's hanging out is a friend of Yamogi. Is. Okay, it's hard to tell what these, a lot of these characters are references to, because apparently they might all be references to Microman toys. Because oh. Ranka. The, the the girl with the pink shirt, big bow, red bow, is a reference to a Microman Lady Commander, who like has a Statue of Liberty thing. Like it's her badge, but it's also part of the toy. What? <laughs> Which is why we're not going to get most of the references to in this show of character designs. Yeah, maybe they're those all Microman. Are, uh, oh, I'd be totally lost there. Those are pretty deep cuts, and we don't know shit about Microman. <laughs> That's some pretty deep cuts. Oh. So yeah, they're uh, so yeah. The only delay, the only difference in school here is that uh, the, you know, well, you know, the transit system is a total mess. So we are going to start uh, school with third period. Yes, they're and, going to have. Yeah. It's well, like um, it's basically like a, a couple hour delay snow day. Yes, on account of kaiju. I wonder if this is intended to be a joke on on like kaiju shows. <laughs> Like, lots of tokusatsu stuff. It's like, oh, there was a monster here last week, but we gotta keep going on. <laughs> like, there was another Sentai attack. <laughs> Same shit, different uh. day. It is uh, markedly different, though, from the last series, in which no one remembers That's the right. kaiju attack, and that was a big deal. Yeah. Because everything was rewritten week to week. Yep. Uh, so yeah, we uh, we cut to the uh, the uh, very untidy residence of uh, Chise and Koyomi, 
and she's just going to tag along. And, uh, she's also, uh, she's also hoping that, uh, you know, he's going to get paid for this. <laughs> yes. Is so, yeah, she's like, so is this, uh, is this a job? Do you have a job now? And he's like, whoa. Unfortunately, they have not determined yet that his employer is a hobo. Who is apparently not able to actually procure food on his own, so good luck getting him to eat. He does, just not in the normal way. Well, yes, that's okay. Fair. But yeah, but oh, I I do really like Koyomi's dub voice. Like, he sounds very much like a slacker stoner. Yes. Aw, man. I might have to watch the next one dubbed. Just to see what the dub voices are like. None, none of the voices really stood out that much. I guess his the most of being, wow, that's really good for, voice for that character. Mm-hmm. A job? Oh, man. Employment. Ooh. Yes, he's like, I might be employed? So so now we, we, uh, we cut to uh, uh, Yume and her friend, whose name I forget, but uh, her friend Irma Langenstein. Yes. Yes. Uh, who are doing a bunch of totally straight things. Her girlfriend. She's just Irma. Get, get a piggyback ride from her. And also her friend is like taking wistful pictures of her as she leaves. It's very gay. I love it's it. It's very I appreciate um, it. Oh, Cardcaptor Sakura? Yeah, I could see that. I'll take your word for Back it. Back on our clamp nonsense. It had a Canadian dub. You should have seen some of it. Lots of things like, have Canadian dubs. So, like Magic Knight Ray Earth, for instance. Scott McNeil was in it. He he was one of the. He was. Oh, who the fuck was Scott McNeil? I know he was somebody in that show. Was he like a teacher or something? Anyway, the, the, Sakura like had a friend who was always taking pictures of her. Always and like designing outfits for her. Yes. So she was clearly like desperately in love with her. Yes. Yeah, but they were also little children. Also, I'm pretty sure her older brother was the one who was in, like, an explicitly gay relationship with some Mm. other guy in the series. But they were, like, older teenagers. So I assume they took the Sailor Moon uh, route and made one of them into a woman? I think they just, (laughs) like, made them friends. Oh, or cousins. Yes. Maybe cousins. cousins. Hanging out with my cousin. Yep. Making out with my cousin. (laughs) And so, yeah. Uh, They're Alabama uh, cousins. Yeah, so Yamogi goes to work and uh, talking with his boss, and uh, this was what made me laugh. He, she's she's asking me, you know, what happened to us today? She's like, oh, well, you know, uh, so yeah, what happened uh, with, uh, you know, your date last night? Oh, yeah, uh, well, you know, kind of too much happened. Like, way too much happened. Erotically? No, not erotically. Yes, that but, was how, how it was subtitled. It was okay, subtitled that- as just erotically, not erotically. Yes. Yeah, that, that's that's a part where I should have rewound and listened to it in Japanese, but it didn't bother. Uh, I, I think, I think the word per- erotic is inherently hilarious to me. It is, yeah. because it's so formal, but then also, like, I, I feel like that's inappropriate for your boss to ask you. <laughs> it's a supervisor. I get, well, no, it had to have been a, a longer word than her just saying ero. So, um... Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't watch I mean, it. Uh, in, in the dub, it, it also was erotically, not erotically. I, I, I just like that, that Seinfeld line where uh, Jerry finds out that George has lied about having seen Last Tango in Paris, and it was all too bad. It was erotic. <laughs> just 
The word erotic is inherently hilarious to me. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, that's not an appropriate conversation to be having at work. Maybe their laws are different there. There's very good comic timing in, in with this. And there's some more examples of that as we go on. Yes. So yeah, there's, uh, there's training going on without him. Uh, he goes home. He's, uh, yes. They're they're just, and I, I don't know how populated the city is, but they're just hanging out with this giant weird boat in the middle of the river. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, when... Because uh, one of the parts is a submarine. Yes. Yes. The the, the part that uh, Galma has. Right. Wait, when when does the bath scene happen? That's just about to happen, because they're doing this training. Okay. He doesn't show up. So he goes in. He has a bath. Galma is uh, perturbed yeah, just, about him not showing up, so he's oh, going like, to the submarine, do something about it. The The submarine is like... It's a bit... It's not quite submarine-shaped, but it's a big thing in a canal barely in the water. Yes. Like, it's just huge park there. Nobody's... Anyway, the, the bath scene. Yeah, Yumogi's just having a bath, and yeah. then in comes Galma, totally naked. Yes. <laughs> Strategically hidden, Austin Powers style by the faucet. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's... I, I love... Tastefully hidden nudity in animation. There's a, a really... <laughs> but not tastefully hidden his entire ass. <laughs> There's well, a yeah, really good bit like that in in an episode of Evangelion. Uh, actually, and oh. then they call back to it in a later episode. Wow. But, uh... That, they call back to it in a funnier way. Yes, oh, in an even funnier way. Oh, I, I assume he was, like, some sort, somehow, like, emotionally devastating nudity. No, it he's... is emotionally devastating nudity because <laughs> I mean, okay, it's Shin- it's Shinji's nudity, the main character who is going through depression as as the, the director is going through depression, and he's standing there nude, and in he's living in the house of this woman who's his coworker, kind of Masato. I love Masato, who's constantly drinking beer. I have become Masato. I feel bad. Ebisu beer, it's a really good kind of beer. I would recommend it if you get a chance. Oh. Uh, like she picks up the can that's blocking his penis, and behind the can, still blocking his penis, is a container of toothpicks. <laughs> <laughs> like another smaller thing. She moves it. Yes, and there's another. It's, uh, I think the later one, Asuka, and there's like part of it oh, blocking oh, her yeah, nudity, and then something is moved, and there's another smaller thing behind the thing that is moved. Yeah, well, it's just fun. Oh, but I do appreciate that Galma has matching scars on on his thigh to match the ones on yeah. his face. Uh, but yes, he's just <laughs> yeah. He just walks into this room bare ass naked, and he's just like, "Oh, this is where you are." <laughs> and then he just gets in the bath. Yes, it, like in the bath. Like he doesn't. Okay, Japanese bath. First, you you rinse yourself out for the shower head, and then you get in the tub. Which is nice and warm and, and soaks you. He doesn't wa- wash off, as far as I can tell, first, before getting into the tub. Because it's just a shot of the water sloshing out of the tub, and then you <laughs> see they're both in the tub. <laughs> and it's a really small tub that just barely fits and They're just ha- trying to carry on a normal conversation, so it's hilarious. He's asking him why he didn't show up for the training, and he's like, you came here to ask me that? I'm like, you got in the tub to ask him that? <laughs> And it sort of takes him so long, like, what are you doing here? It's it's not like, oh, it should be like, 
Why are you in my bathroom? Why are you in my house? He doesn't actually ask that until the shower part, the bath part is over. And also, I'm curious as to where, like, the structure of this apartment, where did he take his clothes off? <laughs> yeah, to be fair, well, there are several steps that one can reasonably question that would lead up to him barging <laughs> naked into his bathroom. And one of them is definitely, how did you get in my apartment? <laughs> Well, we find that out. Yes. The, the Japanese bathroom situation is the least confusing part, because th- there's the bath section, and then there's the toilet section outside of that. Uh, and that would also be enclosed. So he didn't just drop trowel in front of his entire family. No, he would okay, have gone then. into where there's a sink, and, and there's a toilet, and then in the next room is the bathroom. Okay. So that part's not weird. The getting into the house, getting naked, and the getting in the tub. It's just everything else that is weird. <laughs> yes. Because Galma doesn't give a shit. And yeah, he's... so it turns out that, uh, well, you know, he just he just said, uh, you know, he was your friend, so I let him in. Even yeah. though, it, are they supposed to be the same age? Is he an adult? Also, I really he's like taller. Yamogi uh, asking Galma before they, when they're in the tub, when they, like, finally pull to the shot of to show them that, yes, they are both age. absolutely both in this tub. He's like, aren't you cramped? And Galma is just like, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just, again, some very good comic timing. But, yeah, apparently his mom just let this strange murder hobo into his I mean, body. he's taller, but he doesn't look that much older, really. Okay. Like, he might be just out of in college or something. I mean, he he's, doesn't look like a 30-year-old man. Sort of, like, older... He doesn't look like he's Rambaral old. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Poor Rambaral. <laughs> how, how am I older than Rambaral? <laughs> yeah, I know. So he he ends up getting invited for dinner, which he devours with gusto. Yes. Well, he he's, like, turning it down. He's like, no, I don't want to impose. I don't want to stay. Comedy cut to him eating dinner. Yes. And when then Galma lives there now. Then I don't want to stay. Comedy cut to him snoring oh, in no, bed. No. Directly. It, it's great. It, it, at least in the in the dub, it's oh no, I couldn't intrude more than I possibly had. Cuts him off mid word, snoring loudly. <laughs> I mean, I, it's fantastic. <laughs> I kind of feel I love like him so much, except for the nudity part. I feel like I've been Galma a couple times in my life. <laughs> Like, I'm just over at somebody's house. It's like, I, no, I don't want to stay for dinner. No, no, I don't need to The next thing dinner. you know, you got yeah. a cut. It's, <laughs> I love him so much. Yamogi is not thrilled about any of this, but he's not like... Right. I mean, I guess by the time he's snoring is going on, he's getting a, a little annoyed. Yes. <laughs> so is. I love him. He's a murder hobo. He's just inviting. He's just getting naked. I love, and this goes back to the last series with Samurai Caliber as my favorite characters are these characters who don't know how to be people. And it's so delightful. Well, and of course, uh, Auntie. Yeah. Who also does not know how to be people. Also very bad at being people and very bad at procuring food. <laughs> See, we uh, we cut to school the next day. They're talking about Zeno's paradox, which I assume is going to be important later. Eh. It seems like it probably that seems like a definite thing where they have the lesson tie into whatever the episode is, or like some thematic element. Yeah. So the the, the paradox is that you you know in order to overtake someone, you must first cover half the distance, and then half the distance again. Then half the distance again, 
but that means that you can never overtake them. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what was going on with the, with the turtle thing. Yes. Uh, and then you the, said uh, Baron Zemo's paradox, and you confused the crap out of me. Zeno, <laughs> Z-E-N, as in Nancy. Oh. Oh, oh, a Dinozenon paradox. Okay. <laughs> oh, I didn't yes. even think about that. That is in the title. My God. There that, you go. That one might be intentional as a reference. That might be a coincidence, but yeah. maybe not. No. Anyway, so so Yumei, she's uh, she's you know talking with Yamogi after school, and they're they're trying to get some combining practice in. <laughs> yes, he is I, so I, I, like unenthusiastic. It's the most half-assed Dino soldier, Dino soldier thing. Also, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to read any sexual metaphor into this. It Maybe? did kind of make me think of Darling in the Franks. Which is an anime about Mecha that involves a male and a female pilot that is very... Oh, the one about breeding? Yeah. I haven't actually seen it, but I know that it gets... It's very, like, not even really metaphor at that point. No. Like the girls piloting have to be like on all fours, and there's oh no, the guy handles. behind them, yeah, the doggy style position piloting. It, it's not good. I think it breaks up a gay couple, maybe. Oh, that's oh. not nice. Specifically because you can't pilot that way or some. Sh- I did. Uh, oh, that's sad. Show I don't want to watch, despite some of the robot designs being interesting. Anyway, w- w- when when he does Dino Soldier whatever thing, it, it, it's the classic uh, Gridman grow up, well Ultraman style grow up, or mm-hmm. one fist forward from the robots. Yeah, but yeah, he's just so at least in the uh, in the Japanese dialogue, he's just so like unenthusiastically doing these call outs, and it's pretty great. Yep, I love same it. in English. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then we're uh, we're heading over to the uh, the battle site, and it is you know in ruins because two ginormous creatures battled there, and you know he's he's wondering you know maybe you know maybe we shouldn't have fought at all, but you know, yeah. she's saying you know you know if we hadn't fought it, it would have been worse. Yeah, so they're and having that, the- that that good old debate over you know whether it's better to fight at all and etc. It, it, it's like a, a classic cons- Spider-Man conundrum. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's it's like a much less stupid uh, Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. <laughs> yes. Also, there's a building leaning against another building in the background, yes. and I had horrible screaming flashbacks to Cloverfield. Oh, I was thinking uh, Dark of the Moon. <laughs> oh, oh, that yeah. too. At least Dark of the Moon wasn't shaky cam. <laughs> was it like found footage style? Oh my god. Yeah. I can still barely watch that. <laughs> I have problems with heights. And also, he's wondering if, you know, maybe they should, like, get somebody else to do it, like the government, question mark? He hasn't really thought this out, but, I don't know, the government? Yeah. I mean, that makes sense that maybe there should be, like, the military? I mean, I realize Japan does not have a real proper military, but they definitely, I feel like this, the self-defense force... Yeah, I think self-defense counts as, like, fighting monsters. Yeah. I think recently, like, they've expanded something with the military a couple years ago or something. I I feel like Kaiju are exactly what you have a self-defense force for. Yeah. Your rule of Godzilla. Yes. 
So yeah, they uh, so she finally you know the, she finally comes clean and you know you know I had an older sister and she died in an accident and it was right near that that floodgate that I was yeah they out. call it a floodgate I guess that's I what it is I don't but know what it, that is yeah I don't know how like I, I well I guess it's a big tall building so maybe there's like a big door inside that to block water that might be the controls for it maybe it's that a might be really the weird tower. position considering where the the uh, canal is mm-hmm. mm. river, whatever it is. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, they they go off, for, and I guess this is part of her weird ass ritual with asking guys out and then never showing up. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, so we, uh, you know, they're they're training again, and meanwhile, evil is happening. Is this giant seacon uh, colored monster? Has emerged so from the the it's water. Like, like it's weird bug thing that that reminded me of a uh, Zeton from Ultraman. Its colors may maybe kind of like Stalker. Its colors was, are was so beautiful. Thinking, I was kind of thinking Submarauder. It's so pretty. Yeah. It, well, it, its legs are Submarauder ish in that they're also Zeton ish. It's, it's kinda, just it's late eighties colors. It's so yes, pretty. It's, it's very trapper keeper neon pink and stuff. It's it's like if that one uh, paper cup design with the, the the teal and the purple was a giant monster. Yeah, <gasps> so good. It, its head is sort of common rider ish, and that is bug like, but and it, uh, it's hard to tell what this. Is. It's gorgeous, but weird and. And I'm now serious. enter our bad guys, the kaiju eugenicists, who have just come in, I believe, from the Yacht Club. Yeah, yeah they, they got a real yuppie, preppy school look to them. I mean, the very naval The themed. lady needs some pants. Yeah. And she yes, the woman, pants. of course, is not wearing pants. No. She's got a jacket. It's a very sort of like, I don't know, Emma Frost sort of. I was kind of thinking yeah. uh, like Zaytana. Yeah, mm. I could see that. I was just thinking the like I guess with with Zatanna too, it's that level of like formal lingerie. But yeah, but also check out these gams. Yes. It's got that formality so, to it. It's got that the suit elements, but then also no pants. So they uh, they make their monster grow. Yes. Uh, it's rampaging through the city, and pretty quickly people are right. posting about it on social media, which alerts our uh, our heroes, who then have she to say, go to pick. I guess that's her job is to like. Yes, she, monitor she's like Twitter. the Oracle. Yes. Yeah. Except, that's fair. except yes, for Oracle, it's just uh, stay on Twitter. I guess. Yes. I mean, these days, that's kind of all you really need to be doing. Like hashtag giant monster. <laughs> yes. Heads up, guys. Evil is here, and it's trending. <laughs> oh, no. Kaiju is trending. <laughs> uh, so they have to go find Yamogi, because he's just on his way to work. And so they, they finally do get there. But uh, their best efforts are stymied, largely because, A, Yamogi has no idea what he's doing. At one point, he's just kind of rotating the arms of the robot... Well, cause, yeah, because he doesn't figure out anything, so the first things he figures out to do... Oh, I can spin the arms around! Neat! Spinning, that's a good trick. This is what happens <laughs> when you don't do your homework. And uh, I, I like how it's just smacking the race car one around. It's just kind of bouncing around. 
<laughs> yes. And unfortunately, it ha- much like the previous one, it has a superpower in that it can teleport. Yes. Mm. Much uh, like but, Skywarp. Is, yes. But it, uh, and, but it is Kayomi who notices that it, it always spreads its wings before it teleports. So yep, they so. have to grab it, squoosh its wings, and then they can do something with it. So, uh, Yue combines. Galma mm-hmm. is off. Galma is apparently the big guns here. Cause he's yes. got that sub, and that sub apparently has a whole bunch of missiles, but he's gotta be able to get a good aim on it. Uh, so they need to get it to stand still for a second so he can blow it up. Hmm. Teamwork. I mean, he's, uh, he has the Aquaman limitation. Yes. <laughs> gotta be fish involved. So he, so they combine, even though his job is calling. Supervisor. Which, uh, which, which amused me. <laughs> which, I mean, yeah, they want to know why you're not coming in. You don't just get to no call, no show. That's how you get fired. Uh-huh. Especially at Starbucks or wherever they apparently seem to be. They have yeah. green aprons. It's very Starbucks yes. looking. I don't yeah, but believe so far, it's actually a Starbucks. We've only ever seen him just a, in the back in a stock room. Yeah. So yeah, it's probably some it kind of grocer that just happens yeah, to also have green, very Starbucks-y looking mm-hmm. aprons. So he's, he's sort of inspired by, he sees this bus full of kids and he's gotta, you know, he's gonna save this bus full of kids. So he combines the, uh, his with hers. They give it a, a cool name. Yes. I thought they just called it Dino Wing Soldier. Well, I mean, that, it, it, it has a proper name though, cause it didn't have one before. They were commenting on that. Oh, like, is it have a name right. or what? Like we just combine it's it? Like, I don't, I don't know. know. Feels like it should have a name. Like, how, also, how do you he call sounds the a lot more. Things? Enthusiastic about the call-outs yes. now. He's he's getting into it. He's getting in the mm-hmm. spirit. So he, they they grab it. They crush the wings, fly it up in the air, and then they just huck it into missile range, and uh, the uh, the sub just blows it straight to hell. <laughs> there, there's there's nice some very cool anime missile stuff going on. Yeah, uh, I love. Lovingly animated missiles. Oh yes, very Macross. M- most most of the giant monster fighting stuff is is still CG animation. I think there's bits that are hand drawn. I, I mean, the the animation in this is generally very nice. I I think maybe they have oh, did yeah. they up the budget a little from uh, uh, SSS Gridman. It looks a little nicer. Maybe. Maybe? I do like that we continue to have this contrast between the very, like, traditionally, what I think of as the brave colors of uh, the Dyna Xenon, well, the the Dyna components, and the the very, like I said, vapor-wavy kaiju. So there's this very (laughs) visually distinct. The palette, the art design in this show is so good. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and the music design too. Like when the, the monster first shows up, it's like it's a very retro monster attack mm. music. But then when Dinazena shows up, it's it like it kicks into techno. So explosions. Lots of explosions happen. I love explosions. Yeah. So you know the bus is saved. Uh, Gamma's you know very happy that everybody did so well. 
And uh, Yomogi asks Yuma, hey, so did you, uh, do you like your sister? No. Well, she says they but, didn't really know. get along, but she's thinking kind of differently about it now. Feelings are complicated. And then, at the end of the episode, hey, we're the bad guys. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, yeah, they're standing... They're standing on top of a bridge, and somehow they can hear them from down on down the ground. Or no, actually, they're down on the sub. In the they boat. are <laughs> the kaiju eugenicists. Yeah, and they are here to be on a boat. Yeah, it's really very like yacht club nautical look. <laughs> I say, Muffy, bring the kaiju around. <laughs> Time for some villains. We're uh, we're almost at the uh, at the kaiju regatta. Pour me a uh, <laughs> another screwdriver, if you will. <laughs> and so, yeah, that is the episode. I I like the uh, I, I like that we're introducing some villains, and I'm curious as to what their deal is. Yeah, yeah, and, and I see what is for a- kaiju eugenics. Seriously, where is their boat? <laughs> Benjamin, stop doing that. Come on. You're killing me here. So yeah, I am... Uh, it was just... It's good. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm enjoying the show. I love Galma so much. <laughs> oh. Burging and naked. Yes. It, it was neat to see actually some reused backgrounds from Gridman, mm. like the train station. Oh, yeah. Things. Well, th- that's con- conservation of, of animation. It's like, hey, we don't have to redraw everything all over again. But it's also it's like, oh, wait, is this the same town? Yeah, then it makes it feel connected, so it, it will be curious to yes. see, like, what the connection is. It's, it's a different name of the train station. Oh. <laughs> So maybe it's just a different station on the same line. Or it's just been changed since the world was rewritten at the end, or expanded the end less. Maybe that's it, too. All right, so I believe that brings us to the end of uh, our episode. But thank you for joining us. And we, we until next time, we are all over the Internet. We are on Twitter, we are on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. And wait just a second while I get my cat's ass off my USB cable before he unplugs my microphone. <laughs> could you not sit on that? Oh, no. No. Oh, also, you could go uh, pre-order Super Robo Wars 30th, which will have uh, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad Gridman. Yes. Okay. And also Gal Gygar, and also Magic Knight Ray Earth, uh, and also, and also, and also. And some Gundam stuff. It, and it does sound, uh, I, was, I think uh, one of the guys on RFC was talking about it, uh, and he said that mm-hmm. it is getting a U.S. Switch release, oh. so... Yes, it, it is. Well, when it first was like on Switch, it's like, wait, is, is this a mistake? Is it actually going to be in English? Yes, yes, it is in English on Switch. Yeah. So you don't just Not have just to import it from thing. like the Philippines or wherever. So yeah, well, I, I still am doing that because I like physical media. Yes, but uh, oh, also, um, Brave Police J Decker. Oh yeah, yay! Random other Brave stuff. 
Yeah, random other not quite Transformers show. Yes. Mm. Transformers adjacent. Oh, I think I think Six Shot isn't well a mold that's a remold of Six Shot is in that series, I think. Uh-huh. So it'll probably be, be in the game, maybe? Because hmm. I think it's a hero robot. I think. Like some ninja consultant. <laughs> of course, he's got to be a ninja. He's got a thing over his mouth. That's what makes you a ninja, right? Right. Well, no, I think they changed the head, but I think he, he serves the same function. Like, he, he transforms into seven different things. Of course, he's a ninja or something. Ah, like that. I see. Because that's a common attribute of ninjas. Anyway. So, yeah. Uh, go to our Patreon uh, for August. We're probably going to be being sad about Kingdom, but uh, you... For as little as a dollar a month, you can commiserate with us on that. Uh, we also have previous episodes where we've watched things that we enjoyed. Uh, That's so- right. <laughs> so yeah, that is iaconunderground.com and patreon.com slash iaconunderground. All right. So until next time, when we look at more rescue bots and in a month, when we journey back to superhuman samurai cyber pod, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm naked. Can I get in the bag? Don't do it. Stop. Okay. <laughs>